Welcome to Smart Politics. I'm your host, Anthony Arnold. Joining me is my regular guest and friend, Francine Dash. Francine, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to this discussion. Yeah. You you excited about this show? I'm always excited about this show, but this particular discussion is an ever-changing topic. So yeah, I'm interested in digging in and, and trying to find the root of it. News keeps breaking on this one. And I promise, uh, I promise you, the listeners, uh, Francie and I are going to do our best yeah. to be on our best behavior. But I make no promises <laughs> with this topic. I, we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to do what we can do. Yeah. So, all right. So while we're still many months from the next presidential election, that hasn't stopped the news from happening. More specifically, that hasn't stopped former President Donald Trump and his allies from continuing to make it, which is what we're talking about in this episode. What's been going on with Trump and his allies? How much does any of it matter? Does it say anything about us? The next election may seem far away. The campaign season is, for better or worse, right around the corner, which means the time to start talking about these questions is right now. So, all right, Francine. Um, all right. Let's start with the let's start with the basics. Okay. Counting for the fact that this could be dated by the time it comes out in two weeks. <laughs> what sort of legal problems is Trump facing right now? Well, it's it's like you said, it's growing by the day. But the, let's let's start case by case from what we basically know. Yeah. We'll start with the classified documents. So, Mr. Trump is facing about forty criminal not about. 40 criminal charges over his alleged mishandling of classified material, the the willful retention of national defense information, which falls under the Espionage Act. And one of the issues there is that he he took classified, he he, uh, kind of rebuked the process for how to collect information by saying things like, I can unclassify things with my mind. (laughs) <laughs> or just by saying so. Right. Um, it goes deeper. There are allegations that he's shown some of these classified documents to people who did not have the proper clearances, including yep. a potential publisher, I believe. Yep. Yep. So the, the trial for all of this, you know, we saw, you know, the initial yep. bringing in and charges, uh, you know, when, when he was brought in and, and, and we saw all of that, that, that parade, but now the actual trial is set for May of next yeah. year. And the timing of that has some people concerned. So as well it should. Uh, and this is the one where there were just within 48 hours ago, there were four charges added as they they believe they have found a maintenance worker who was who was who was asked, who they believe they're they are saying was asked to dispose of the documents. And um, so that they they bought more charges related to this. Which, which, you know, it, it goes back to the, it's not the conspiracy. It's not the crime, it's the cover-up. It's the, the cover-up, exactly. And there's also allegations of deleting security footage. Yes. So yeah. they're, they're, yeah. this story is is writing itself as we yeah. speak. And yeah. um, it, it's, when I first heard of it, I have to say that, you know, because these, I can imagine things getting tucked away in your stuff as you're moving out of your office. 
I thought it would be easily resolved, but as it continues to unfold, it really does begin to look like there was an actual effort uh, yes. in place to take classified documents knowingly and uh, use them in an appropriate way. So we're just yeah. going to have to see how all yeah. of this plays out and if some of these other people who are now implicated or other person at least, what they have to say about this. Right, right. Okay, so that's that's one of his um, criminal... Well, yeah, one of, the, that's, yeah, one. That's, that's one. Let's talk about yeah. hush money. Let's yeah, talk hush about money. hush money. This okay. one. So this one goes way back. All right. <laughs> Mr. Trump is facing 34 felony counts here for falsifying business records in the first degree. So let's go back. Yeah. This starts with an alleged illicit affair with a porn yeah. star, Stormy Daniels. Oh, Stormy. The president then decides to run for office and to, yeah. this is where the allegation space starts to enter. In order to tie up loose ends, he asks someone, an attorney of his, to pay a certain amount of money to this porn star to keep her from talking about this affair. The issue is that those dollars came out of campaign finance, uh, yes. campaign funds. Yes. Now, it, it in and of itself, the payment is not illegal. However, Correct. it's the not disclosing of this payment is what Correct. violates federal campaign finance law. So now we have this dance that's taking place that even if we, you know, we have people talking to rhetoricals, even if it did happen, um, it's, pri it's a private matter. But right. still we have the issue of the violation of federal campaign finance Correct. laws and the slippery slope that we might be putting ourselves on if this is not addressed and handled in the right way. Correct. And this is, this is really matches a trend with Trump. Um, you know, if you look at what happened with the Trump Foundation, they got shut down. In, in part because they were using foundation funds for personal benefits. There were requests that paintings, painting, uh, painting, arts, painting uh, yeah. of Donald Trump, not just painting. a painting. <laughs> to be clear, Donald Trump used charity money used to buy charity a painting money. himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, 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 there's some dispute on that that was supposedly a gift. I don't yeah, know. It's that's, a gift. That's but there was also, you know, and you see some of this happening with his campaign right now. You know, it's, I think it's pretty clear that when people are donating money to him, some of that, it seems, is going to his defense fund. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so this allegation that he used campaign money to pay off a woman he had had an affair with does line up with other things we know Trump has done. Right. So, and I, I think that I, I know that... It, a lot, he's earned a lot of supporters and he's earned a lot of enemies, but after a while, this is just a fatiguing thing yep. uh, for, for people to have to deal with in general when it comes to a former president. It's yeah. on some level, it's just like, come on, you know, yeah. let's, let's, let's try now, but we're not finished yet. We're not finished. We're not finished with the legal trouble. And, and, and There's I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're going next, but now oh, we're yeah, getting... I'm going to the riot. Let's talk about the so, Capitol so, riot so and 2020 the, election. The, the 2020 election, which from the beginning, um, and, and I'll say while we get into this, I was with you. I thought the documents one would be resolved pretty swiftly. Yeah. I didn't realize the extent that, mm -hmm. that appears he made. 
the Hush Bunny one I always thought was a bit of an odd. Even personally, I still think that's a bit of an odd one. Yeah, I do. I hate off the mistress. Like, I don't know, man. If we, I know you shouldn't do it. But if we went after every politician who paid off their mistress, bruh, we have a I lot do. of I, I will have to say that I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Morally, I think it's reprehensible, but I'm a little bit right. uncomfortable putting somebody in prison. Right. And so, for that. Yeah. right. And now we're getting into the ones where, look, anyone who's heard me on our other shows, or you've heard me on recap, you know what I what I think about this. I, I am of many things, but I've always said I am a patriot. Uh, I'm like a Democrat patriot. I've said that all along. Yeah. Um, and I found what happened in January of 2020 to be traitorous. Yeah. And I have said, I've always said that, that, that yeah. it infuriates me. Uh, I think that, and so now we're getting to charges that I always thought were the most serious, right, right, and it now appears with some of the recent developments that, while a lot of people were unsure if those riots would result in a charge for Trump, if you've been paying attention to what Jack Smith has been doing, I go, oh, we, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he is circling some charges on this one. So, 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 so tell us. Potentially, uh, yeah. there's the conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Yep, um, obstructing an official proceeding. Yep. Uh, insurrection, yep. tampering with a witness, that, uh, of course, there's the also a civil rights charge. Yes. So I, I um, so we could we could break this down a little bit. I, I think that the defense all along has been that um, Trump was not there. Right. He did not incite this uh, overtaking of the Capitol this insurrection, he cannot be held responsible for the actions of others. However, it was noted that when he called the people down from the hill and said, okay, time to go home, they listened. So if they listened to him leave, could the invitation that he they received from him to go there have been enough to, to load this gun against him for these charges? Right. Right. And you have the additional, I think the additional thing that's happening, if you've been paying attention, I hope if you guys haven't, that's what we're here for, um, is they are pretty clearly suggesting, you know, there was an argument that, well, maybe he thought he really had won. And they are now clearly going for he has, he knew he had lost. They They have documented conversations. Right. Where he admits in right. those conversations that he lost, but he's not going to go down. Right. And right. so what does that mean? To me, that means, you know, you lost. Right. What was the, that's motive. What was right. the motive? He knew but you he didn't want to take the L. You knew you lost, exactly. but you didn't want to take the L. And the, his playing into this, this feverish political pitch of, you know, you fight until there's no more fight fighting to be done. Right. And how it fueled people in that moment. It, you know, he, some people think he should be most held responsible. If those yeah. people are going to jail, some people say that he should right. go to jail. And some right. of these, I mean, come on, the conspiracy, conspiracy, a possible fine up to five years, obstructing an official proceeding, oh. punishable by a fine or up to 20 years in prison, tampering yeah. with the witness. Up to 20 years. 
these go on and on and on. And so these are serious charges that I'm actually surprised that um, have gotten this far, to be honest with you, because Trump has been successfully uh, may not, some may not believe tastefully, but he has successfully dodged all responsibility. Now it looks like he is going to be held to some account. Yes. And, and I think that takes us well into the, the second thing we're getting into in this episode, which is he, I think, if you look at what he has been saying, what him and his allies have been saying uh, about his legal problems and about his reelection, mm-hmm. he seems to believe he may not dodge the bullet. Right. Well, look I, at, I, I think when it when it deals with the whole Georgia, find me 11,000 yeah. votes, oh. that conversation was recorded. That's a bullet that he will not be able to dodge. No, he will not. He, he, he is he is going to face very serious criminal charges for that one. Um, yeah. Because the Secretary of State is was not thrilled about this. He has been very publicly clear that he was not mm-hmm. thrilled about the president telling him to find some votes. And yet that one's on tape. The grand jury has met for that one. It would be very surprising if some criminal charges don't come from Georgia. And so if you pay, you know, so Trump's allies and Trump himself, I think they've made it very clear. He wants to become president again. Right to solve his legal problems mm-hmm. and rearrange the federal government in such a way that would make the office of the president uh, significantly stronger. I won't say it is. Well, you, it, it will completely throw, well, it's just short of, it, basically he wants a, a Putin-esque presidency. Yes. yes. And we don't consider that a democratic uh, role no. in this in this country. No, uh, but I don't need. I also haven't heard him talk about democracy at all. So yeah. he wants to give power to the presidency to override the the other two houses, correct? Uh, exclusively. So it, it takes away the need necessarily for the uh, what is the executive order. You can just correct. simply strike down something you don't like. Um, it, he wants to get rid of certain departments, uh, just carte blanche. Um, right. Now, some and of these visions and dreams, also he wants to strip employment protections, which yeah. uh, for for civil servants, some of these things are, are more like, sound more like fantasies. They don't sound like, the, I think the process of doing some of what he says he wants to do, they're a lot harder than he realized. And that's something he yeah. should have known from his first time in office that, you know, he couldn't do the wall he claimed was going to be built. These things, yeah. are, they require cooperation. And he, he does not strike me as a man who knows the rules or a man who hates no for an answer. Um, he also and, wants to punish people who yes. were against him. And he's come out and said that publicly. Yes. Um, and, and, and while it's, you know, it's one thing that, you know, we, we can we can try to have casual conversation about this. But I, I think it's worth pointing out the playbook that Trump and his allies have suggested has already happened in some places. I mean, if you yeah. play, if you read the news coming out of Israel lately, you'll see yeah, yeah. Israel has been having protests over Netanyahu, the, the current prime minister um, president. I don't know that I don't know if they have a president or prime minister, uh, the they current have leader. A- 
yeah, the current leader, they their situation is set up differently, but the whole yeah. Yahoo thing is right. Is almost trying to like consolidate power. Con- consolidating power with yeah. his, he says, with his conservative group, but really with him. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of doing some of the same things that right. Trump wants to right. do. It's he, al- he, yeah, he's allowed to speak law. <laughs> right. And this playbook, you know, we we see it there. We've seen it all throughout Central and South America. Uh, there are countries that are technically democracies. Um, we see, you know, there are fears of this. If you look, there are people have fears of this about with India. Well, uh, we throw around this term democracy, I think, too loosely. We think that because they are, people are allowed to vote, that it's right. a democracy. And right. I'm starting to personally be challenged by that. Yeah. Because if people can vote, then you can turn around and throw out their votes. Then that's not a Correct. Democracy. Correct. And so... Trump is trying to move us pretty clearly down this road of something that's very obviously less than a democracy. That's what he wants. And he's, mm-hmm. he's clear about that. That's what he wanted in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And he's very clear that he is running for re-election to further his attempt to turn us into something other than a democracy, something a hybrid, something that, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to be just blunt and honest about it. There, Some people, especially white nationalists, like to think of it as a return to white power. But I don't. I think it goes beyond that. I think this is just a Trump power, and he's using that way to ride into that seat if it will get him there. He'll use whatever yeah. is available. But I don't really see him as an ally to any of these particular no. political no. views. What, whatever will get him to that power seat is what he will use. And once oh. he's there, he's going to do what he wants to do for him. Um, he, and, and that's the danger of it. So, there's one There's one thing that's been true about him from the beginning is that he, ultimately, he cares about what's in the best interest of Donald J. Trump. That yeah. was true before. It's true now. If your interests happen to align with his, so much the better for you. If they don't, then uh, he's not going to send you any sympathy. Um, but since we were talking about democracy, you know, I think we'll go on to what is our last sort of discussion point because I think you have to move beyond talking about Trump. I think you have to move beyond the focus on him because at the end of the day, enough people voted for him in 2016 that he was able to win in the Electoral College. And people could have whatever feelings they want to have about the Electoral College. The Electoral College is only going to come into play in an election that's close enough in the first place. right? right? Well, enough people voted for him that the Electoral College was able to kick in. If you've looked at the polling in the Republican primary, he is very clearly the front runner. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. Ron DeSantis is drowning. Like yeah. he is just floundering. Mike Pence, yeah. we're from Indiana. Mike Pence can't get off the ground. No yeah, shock to yeah. anyone who saw the Mike Pence governor come to a like crashing halt. You know, yeah, exactly. These people told you the man was a lemon, could have right. told you he was a lemon. Yeah. Right. Well, he just never had an identity outside of of Trump, really, on the national stage, right. Vince. And also, right. he just, quite frankly, has trouble with the truth. He, yeah. He decorates uh, uh, non-truths and puts Correct. them in pretty packages as a way to talk around an issue. Correct. But he doesn't right. directly answer the questions that people have when they ask him directly. The only It took him too long to come to the conclusion that what happened on right. January 6th was a danger to this country. 
Correct. And, I mean, and pe- people who con- are concerned about democracy will see that. I mean, I'm looking at the latest polls on 538 right now. I just pulled them up. This is as of July 27. Trump is at 52.4% in the polling. DeSantis is at 15 and a half. Uh, and he's the closest. Um, yeah, he's um, the closest. Yeah. So yeah, he's I mean, everybody else, they got one guy, Ramaswamy, who's at seven. Pence, Haley, and Scott and Christie are all polling at below five. So as of right now, they're holding a primary. It's not a race; it's a massacre. Um, yeah, yeah. The only so, thing that can save them and to save this whole uh, landscape is if Trump is indicted. Although. It, as we talked about, prison, <laughs> you can run from prison. So. But I also, I was about to say, the, I don't the think that that's. Place before the primary, the earliest trial right now would be the Florida one. And that's next May. Right. Nothing else is coming before May. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what? the primary will be not just underway. By next May, the primary is very likely to be over. I mean, you get Super Tuesday in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Trump comes out the gate strong, kicks their teeth in on Super Tuesday, the Republican primary is over by May. Well, this is the thing. I, For people who support him, there's this culture in America in general when it comes to underdog. You know, people yep. love a great underdog story. And I don't know how a man of his wealth and stature became the underdog in some people's eyes, but nonetheless, there are people who see him and they see themselves in him. You know, they see themselves as being ignored or people trying to put something on them or, or trying to hold them back. And when he fights, it feels like they're fighting and winning. So it's, I don't, to your earlier point, not just him running for prison, I think the I think he's going to get support. There have been politicians yeah. who were supported while they were in prison or in jail yeah. or in legal trouble. He's not the first one. He's just our first president in recent memory right. to and have this sort of legal trouble. Well, to answer your question, how can he become the voice of the underdog? You know, go listen to other episodes of Smart Politics, guys. The word is called demagogue. <laughs> Sometimes you get these people who, despite very evidently not being underdogs. They come to be seen as the voice of the people. Um, And that's, there's a segment of the people who he is their voice, despite being a man who is a billionaire and has nothing in common with the average ordinary person, not even the average extraordinary person. He he is in a class of, you know, Bezos, Musk, and Gates. He is even, he is rich compared to other rich people. Mm. Like, you know, uh, and so he's the so, man that people talk about. <laughs> yeah, he is the man. And, and, and he has been for decades, but he is a classic demagogue type. Mm-hmm. And so we're in this situation where the voters, whether those are voters in the Republican primary or voters in the general election, are willing to roll the dice. And, and that's maybe the scariest part of it. That's sort of why I saved it for the last point in this discussion is, the scariest thing to me, I don't know how you feel, Francine, but the scariest mm-hmm. thing to me is that voters are willing to take the risk. They were willing to do it in 2016. Right, right. Willing to do it in 2020. And despite what happened in January of 2020, they appear willing to do it again. Well, two things really quickly. First yeah. of all, um, 
election, the the uh, people argue whether or not he actually won because he didn't win the popular vote. That's the first point. And the second point is you wonder how desperate people feel to pin their hopes and dreams on someone who obviously has some, um, some ways about him that appear to be corrupt or corrupting. And maybe we're all wrong. He's totally innocent of everything. We all have a lot to learn. But it certainly looks like this is a person that has trouble with the truth and is only here for his own person. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode, Francine. And thanks to all of you for listening. We really love making these shows for all of you. As always, I want to encourage you, the audience, to continue the discussion on Facebook and Instagram. Like all of our shows here, this podcast is brought to you in part by Eliag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians and Pointcast News. To listen to our podcast or read our latest articles, you can visit our website at pointcast.news or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and, well, X. Used to say Twitter. Follow us on X. And make sure you join us next time. That's right. (laughs) 